Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. Wednesday to everybody out there. Happy holidays, I suppose, to those that partake, and happy Snoop Dogg Day. As Snoop Dogg is in—it's uh, probably in Lincoln. I don't know. I, I think he does these shows all the time. I guess again, it's a little bit different because of the day it's on. But uh, I'm sure he's just like doing interviews and stuff across the the country. I don't know if he's out. To, you think he's out pre-gaming in Lincoln right now? Snoop, are you listening? Are you out there? Give <laughs> us a call in. Who? I don't know. We we were just talking about this. Kind of an odd location to pick Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places on 420, but. Hey, Lincoln, Nebraska decided to pay him. I, I don't know if it's oh, yeah. Pinnacle Bank Arena or the, the, the city. I I don't know who paid him, but he's getting paid. So shout out to uh, shout out to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, it's a it's it's a fun day, uh, when, regardless of when Snoop Dogg is in. And usually we do get the you know we're uh, Lincoln's a, a nice small big town or a big small town, however you want to say it. Uh, so we usually do get if you get a star in, it usually is on Wednesdays, right? You're not getting the Friday or Saturday no. uh, tours, but uh, so uh, it's Wednesday, but it happens to be Snoop's holiday, basically. So right. Uh, right. good, th- that'll be fun. Are you in a down there for everybody? No, I thought about it. Um, I was hoping the the ticket prices might drop at the end. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen uh, for me. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of cheap about it, and yeah. I don't know. It'd be really cool to see a Snoop. I mean, he's iconic. I don't he's know. He's getting who, older now. Too. He is getting yeah, older, yeah. but he just performed the, the halftime show. So he did. Um, you know, make, upside down Fifty Cent, my guy. <laughs> yes, that's right. And of course, uh, Snoop did light up before the Super Bowl. Um, he did, and uh, there was a little bit of a drama about that. And then everyone was just like, "Well, yeah, that's what yeah, Snoop well, yeah, Dogg does." What do you expect? Come on. So that's what he's going to do in Lincoln tonight, I'm sure as well. Uh, and uh, so uh, everybody that's going, have fun out there. I don't know. I, I don't know if I've. Uh, I don't know who Co Wetzel is, to be honest with you. Uh, his, I have no his idea. partner in crime that he's I have uh, no idea. coming with. Does it really matter? I don't know. I mean, I'm 420. <laughs> Look, we all know what's going on today, so it's it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't. You bring really anybody? Matter. You bring got a favorite uh, Snoop Dogg memory? Is it the uh, is it the halftime? Is it uh, old school Snoop Aloo? <laughs> <laughs> I actually used to be really into uh, Trailer Park Boys on Netflix. Okay, and he did a, a cameo there for three, four episodes, something like that. Uh, so it was pretty interesting, pretty funny. I don't know if you've ever seen Trailer Park Boys. Huh. It is the dumbest show probably you could ever possibly watch, <laughs> and it looks like it's filmed on a flip phone, but oh. it's, it's it's pretty funny. Did Snoop Dogg appear as Snoop Dogg? Or yeah, he appeared yeah. as Snoop okay, Dogg. Okay, yeah. Because the show, I mean, they they smoke on the show, and they, they drink, and they party, so yeah. Snoop Dogg just kind of flowed into the shows towards one of the back-end seasons. I don't even know what season it was, but... It, it's one of those shows I love. I've seen it a ton of times. I wouldn't recommend watching it. You, just, you, you literally <laughs> you have to get, be like the right person you, to watch. Yes, it. and yeah. you just you have to be in the right headspace. You have to you have to actually make an effort to watch the show. Like it's really dumb. Hmm. Like it's I don't know what's what's yeah. the dumbest show you've ever watched. I don't know. I'd have to think too. I mean, I get what you're saying though. They're definitely like movies or stuff that you grew up with, or you know, just maybe at that time in your life you really loved, and then you look back at it and you're like. This is hard to like show it's to like, friends. Yeah, or it's something. like Dumb and Dumber. It's like yeah. the movie Dumb and Dumber. Great movie. Trailer Park Boys. Scott even says Trailer Park Boys is a treasure. It's a treasure. It is. It's <laughs> something. But it, it, it's very difficult to explain. Maybe one day you'll give it a shot. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe I'll look into it. I, I I feel like I know the name. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up and see if I've ever seen it. Um, did you ever play Def Jam like the Fight for New York? It was like this is like early. This is like PlayStation Two. No. Oh, that was I my favorite Snoop Dogg too, But I uh, no. I'd have to look it up. It was a very cool. It was like uh, you know, it's just your typical fighting game, one versus one. You know, and Snoop Dogg was in it. Not only was Snoop Dogg in it, Method Man was in it, Red Man, Fat Joe, Ice T, <laughs> Exhibit, Ludacris, what is this Busta called? Rhymes, Flavor Flav, Flavor Flav, Sean Paul. Uh, it was. Uh, I think you. Okay, I don't even. I had to read more into it, see who else was in there. But uh, it was called Def Jam Fight for New York, and it was you know you just it's one of those mash buttons uh, type of games where you're fighting each other, and uh, it was pretty cool. And Snoop Dogg was pretty good, he, so they always made him a good character. So that might be my favorite Snoop Dogg memory uh, here on Snoop Dogg Day in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, but there's uh, plenty more to talk about in sports as well. Uh, we obviously have history lessons with Bach coming up later, oh, 1998 yeah. Nebraska football. It's a good day uh, for that as Bobby Newcomb's son has been offered, so that's quite interesting. Um, but I, I, let's uh, let's start with some of the news of the day. Debo Samuel requesting a trade from the 49ers. Uh, are you surprised by this? Of course, the, over, this kind of been the news kind of coming up over the last several days is that a lot of the young receivers in the NFL uh, are looking for um, looking for more money. And so I just kind of figured, okay, the 49ers, Debo Samuel, he's so much a part of that offense and identity that got them as far as they did in the playoffs. You know, he, he's just uh, such a big part of it. And maybe that's reports are too, that maybe that's part of the reason he wants out of the 49ers. He wants to be a receiver, not running back slash receiver type wingback guy. Um, that's probably going to shorten his career. Honestly, if, if he continues to play that way, it's, it's difficult because I don't even really know how to how to interpret the situation because when you're the 49ers, I don't really understand what their game plan is, right? I mean, they they went into last season, didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. They started off slow. It looked like at one point they were going to completely blow it up. They make it into the playoffs, go to the NFC Championship game, and almost knock off the Rams who ended up winning the Super Bowl. And we, we've talked about it extensively. The, the AFC is a gauntlet. It is going to be very difficult. You're going to have a lot of really good teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. If you're in the NFC, it's wide open. And if you genuinely believe that Debo Samuel was one of the reasons that you were that competitive, making it to the NFC Championship game, you got to do everything that you can to keep him. Because it surely doesn't look like Jimmy G is going to be your long-term solution. If he was, you'd put a lot more faith in him and you wouldn't have traded, or traded up to get Trey Lance. So, I I really don't know how to interpret the situation. I know it looks like Terry McLaurin um, and A.J. Brown are also kind of in that wide receiver group from a few years back that got drafted, exiting their rookie contracts, looking yeah. for that big deal that, that we've seen receivers are getting it in this offseason, uh, like Tyreek Hill. Um, but where, where where does that put you? And that's why the NFL, I feel like it's, it's very interesting because – We've also talked about it. It seems like it's always the next guy up that gets paid. It's not always the best player in the NFL. It's not always the most talented. It's just kind of whoever whoever turn it is next. Is it Debo Samuel's turn? Has he shown you enough on the football field to warrant getting that $100 million contract? I don't know. And, again, I think the 49ers, before anything, you need to figure out where what direction you're taking this franchise. Are you taking it with Trey Lance? Are you taking it with Jimmy G? Are you building that defense, that young core that you have? I, I just don't really understand. So I wish I had a better answer for you, Bach, but there's just so many moving parts within the organization. 
I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, and I, I would think, too, that Jimmy G might have something to play with this, right? I mean, he's got a big contract. Um, he's got one foot out the door because Trey Lance has been drafted to, to go ahead and push him up. If he right. can have that rookie contract, maybe get, you know, sign Debo on um, and, and, and move, you know, push Jimmy out, then he can start with the future. It's not perfect, right? None of these things are. But that's why the salary cap's there, so he can't just absolutely load your team. Um, I, I, I thought he was just a building piece, absolutely, for him um, because of how young he is, uh, uh, just 26 years old, um, and has just incredibly versatile. Again, that's what that's why uh, he's such an interesting piece. He was the third player in NFL history with a thousand yards receiving, five receiving touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns in the same season, joining Marshall Falk and Roger Craig from back in the day. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the versatility he brings you. Do you think if you're another team, it, it's just kind of interesting. The whole thing's interesting because if he wants to move away from that setting. Kind of like Wandale Robinson, right? I mean, that's a pretty good example good from Nebraska over to Kentucky is, hey, I want to be a receiver. Um, you know, th those running back hits, running back careers in the NFL are pretty short. You know, you, you have a, a peak there. Uh, the receivers can get going a little bit longer. So maybe at the, at, at the age of 26, he's kind of thinking ahead. Um, you know, I want to be in a more an offense that will use me more of a, a receiver. But to me, if you're, if you're out there in the trade uh, you know, block looking for Debo Samuel, the versatility is part of what you're looking for. Absolutely. And that's, I think what makes him so valuable. If you're going to be getting this type of money, it's going to be to play that kind of Swiss army knife role that we saw him play last season. And I'm, uh, it's nothing against Debo Samuel. Like, like I said, I think he was a big reason why the 49ers were so successful last season. I think he was definitely a safety blanket for a quarterback like mm -hmm. Jimmy G. Cause if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you kind of are what you are. You get what you get. And, and you need weapons around you like a George Kittle, like a Debo Samuel. And I don't know if you're a team in the NFL that you're going to take him just to be a receiver. That's what he brings to the table. That, that That's what you've proven on the field. And for better or for worse, it looks like you're kind of ingrained into that 49ers offense. So I think it's a little bit confusing, too, on his end. You want to trade. And, and I get getting paid and all that and the guaranteed money, especially in the NFL today. Players get hurt, like you said, Box, especially he's going to be used more as a running back. But there, there's something to be said. I don't want to use the word system player because we, we haven't seen him anywhere else. And right. he kind of had a, a glow-up season, for lack of better words, last season. But, I mean, I you, you fit in the system. You fit in the system. You've proven your worth. Get paid and stay with the 49ers. I don't know if maybe he he likes playing with Jimmy G. He doesn't like playing with Jimmy G. I feel like that's the biggest X factor because that has to go into it, right? Y you would think. You'd think. Yeah, I would think so. For what it's worth, I, I love the 49ers, um, you know, long term because I think John Lynch in his short time as GM, that's been a few years now, but, you know, along with Kyle Shanahan, I think that's a good group, uh, a couple, you know, good good heads there to uh, to lead your, your franchise into the future. And But Debo Samuel just seemed like the, the middle piece for that. So if they get rid of him, um, you still feel good about what they have brewing there in San Francisco? It takes, I mean, he's just so much part of the offense. Now, George Kittle is, is maybe the best tight end in the game or, or right up there with it so you know that that always is is a factor um, but I'm also interested to see in both San Francisco and in Kansas City if you take away the complementary pieces or you know the the the, the pieces that are wide out away from Travis Kelsey away from George Kittle 
How much is it going to hurt their numbers Yeah. Uh, without Debo Samuel or Tyreek Hill playing next to him? And then the bigger question is, you know, this is, um, again, just one of the few players at wide receiver that are asking for more money and demanding trades because of it. Devontae Adams got traded. Tyreek Hill got traded. Um, you know, a stiff, you know, Stephon Diggs didn't get traded this season, but he has been before and he's and he's got a, a big, you know, he cashed in. Wide receiver for a long time was kind of labeled the position that was great for fantasy football. Is going to get you a lot of stats, but not get you a lot of wins. Has has that shifted? Is that why we're seeing this wide receiver market explode? Because Cooper Cup did it all. Cooper Cup, you know, led every statistical category you could at wide receiver before taking his team to the Super Bowl and winning it. Is yeah. do you think that that's the the, the wide receiver um, position is more important now than it was in previous years because of the rule changes Look, over the years. I, I've said it time and time again, Bach, and and I think Debo Samuel's kind of an exception out of these receivers that are that are asking for money because I went ahead and I I pulled up his stats from uh from last year. Here, let me go back. I I ended up exiting out of it. I kind of got a little bit sidetracked. Um, but he had eight rushing touchdowns last season. Yeah. So say again, I I I completely understand. If you're Debo Samuel, you want to play the wide receiver position. You you get beat up as a running back. Ezekiel Elliott, what three seasons ago we were saying this guy could be the greatest running back of the generation. Guess what? Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott isn't even really in the conversation of top running back in the NFL anymore. I mean, your window is quick, and if you don't have an offensive line, it's even quicker. You can ask Barry Sanders that, who ended up retiring at what thirty-two because he didn't want to play in Detroit anymore. It's it's a short window. But I think that's the difference between him because you look at these other other um, situations that they're around. Cooper Cup, I think, was a little bit product of the system because Jared Goff, excellent receiver. He, he was one of the best in the NFL still. He didn't take that leap until Matt Stafford. If you're a player like A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, you're a great receiver. You're very similar to Cooper Cup in that sense. But if you get paired with one of these quarterbacks, you can take that to the next level. Yeah. So I, I I don't know if that's kind of the direction that they're headed, especially like Terry McLaurin. The dude's played with what? Taylor Heineke? Alex Smith with an ampu almost amputated leg? When I he's mean, he's clearly risen above now, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, he's clearly risen above the third-round pay grade that he's – that he, I mean, he's a third-round pick and still on that rookie absolutely. contract. So but I understand that It's one. still so dependent on your quarterback. So – I, I I appreciate what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But these receivers, you're not going to take it to the next level, and you're not going to be that much of an X factor until you have the quarterback to do it. And it's sad, but it's just the reality of the NFL. How far is Jimmy G going to get you? Okay, you can be a great receiver, but you're going to have to play that Swiss Army knife role because you're somewhat capped because Jimmy G is your quarterback. Well, it's you, got them to the are. Super Bowl before, got and, them to the and, NFC Championship this past year. And it's year. gotten them that far, but then I, I'm looking at their depth chart, too. How much of it is the defense? You have D4, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Traverius Ward, and Jimmy Ward all in the same defense. That's so, a good defense. So you, you, you have a great defense, top five in the NFL over the past few seasons. So I don't know. I, I And that's the problem with the 49ers is you have everything in place. Everything except for the quarterback position. And I've told you extensively, Bach, you can have all the talent in the world on both sides. Until you figure out the quarterback position, you're not going to win. Joe Flacco isn't going to win you a quarterback anymore. I'm sorry. It's just the reality. As a Colts fan, I've seen it firsthand. It sucks. It hurts. And it, and it just is a revolving door. Until you get a top quarterback in the NFL, you're screwed. 
Yeah, screwed. Yeah, and but I mean, the 49ers, if any team, has been able to overcome that more than anybody. And again, I think that goes to to say what John Lynch has been able to do, um, what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do. But a big part of that is getting a Swiss Army knife in a Debo Samuel. Absolutely. If they lose Debo Samuel, and like you said, still a solid defense, and I still trust that front office uh, to put something in place. I think if you are if you are going to move him, you're going to ask for a first round pick, and so maybe you take one of those top wide receivers that are coming out. It's a good year for wide receivers coming out of the draft. Um, um, but I would say, you know, I, I will say this, that NFC West is somewhat crumbling around the Rams having won the Super Bowl, right? Uh, the Seahawks all but gave up, you know, got rid of Russell Wilson. They're they're off the map. They're not they're not a competitive team to even think about now. 49ers minus Debo Samuel, that's a big minus. I, I don't know if they're... Because your quarterback's still Jimmy G. Well, right. And so I don't know if you're in the same spot. Arizona's been crumbling the second half of the season. Now Kyler Murray potentially could be traded probably before the season. <laughs> I, I mean, that, the yeah. NFC West is crumbling right now around the Super Bowl champions uh, who pushed their chips all in at once uh, to try to win the championship in L.A. And it worked, but maybe just the, this how it's kind of playing out is it doesn't have to be a short-term plan for the Rams, and, you know, they can kind of make this thing sustainable because the rest of the division's falling apart. Well, they have no draft picks, so you're going to have to figure that. out. You're yeah. going to have to figure it out with the guys that you have, whether you like it or not, and they just added Bobby Wagner, which – I still don't understand how they structure these contracts in the NFL and just offload them to the years past. That's why there's guys getting a lot of money to do that because how they can pay for all these guys, I have no idea. Eric makes a good point. Yay, Matt Ryan. Perfect example. The Colts are ready to win now. The Colts have arguably the best overall roster in the NFL. Guess what? Where has it gotten you in the past seasons? A first-round exit with Phillip Rivers? Carson Wentz, you missed the playoffs completely last season? I mean, until you figure out the quarterback position, that's why I'm so confused with what the 49ers are doing. You had this offseason where quarterbacks were moving. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, two perfect examples, top five quarterbacks oh, yeah. in the NFL. I know Deshaun Watson had his own issues off the field, and you can you can bring that up all you want. He got paid in Cleveland. Looks like he's going to play. Russell Wilson might have gone for, what, three first-round draft picks. Guess what? The Denver Broncos went from a mediocre football team to Super Bowl contenders. You you have to figure out the quarterback position. So I don't know where the 49ers go with this. Maybe you pay him. Maybe you don't. Maybe you run it with Trey Lance. Is Trey Lance the answer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, probably we'll not. see. He's a young quarterback, but I guess if you want to keep Debo Samuel, I think that would be the move is to, to offload Jimmy. Um, and we'll see how much they, they want to it. You know, uh, at times that you're saying the right things in the offseason, but Debo's taking a quick turn over the last couple of days, taking all his 49ers stuff off of Instagram and stuff AJ like that. AJ Brown did the same thing with the Titans. <laughs> it's Took like Tennessee off his bio. It's like when your Facebook friends uh, start having different pictures. Like they, they always have the couple picture and then they, all of a sudden there's a, there's a selfie and then, you know, both of them do it at the same time. You're yeah. going, Oh yeah, maybe this isn't good. Hey, but Kyler Murray brought back his Instagram. Photos, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. just archived him for a few days. <laughs> he's back. He's, he's ready That's to get good. paid. I don't know, man. It's just, the NFL is just such a quarterback league. Yeah. The and these guys, I, I get it. You want this guaranteed money, but how much how much how much of an impact are you gonna have? I guess the 49ers are the exception, but you still can't get over the hump. You're still not winning in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I can expect them without Debo Samuel. I mean, you have to see what they do in the draft. Again, if if you trade for a I mean, Debo's worth it. I, I, he's right now I mean, I he's one of the top you. he's one of the top weapons in the league. I don't know how high a draft pick you could get. Maybe Weapon, even top though. 10. Not a receiver. He's going to have to right. play both roles. 
I don't know. Yeah, for longevity's sake, I think he's trying to do the Wandale. Yeah. We'll see if it works out for him. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back here on the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Coligan Water, we'll talk a little bit of NBA action. Kyrie Irving, the new villain. What will the response be there in Boston after he flipped him off? We'll talk about it next year on 93.7 The Ticket.